This is a Neighbors United in Christ broadcast. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him. Christ the Lord. Come, thou long-expected Jesus, born to set thy people free from our fears and sins. Land of 
gave us a lamp to light the way unto the land of perfect day. Oh, beautiful star of Bethlehem, shine on. Oh, beautiful star, the hope, the grace for the redeemed, the good and the blessed. Yonder in glory when the crown is won. Jesus is now the star divine, brighter and brighter he will shine. Oh, beautiful star of Bethlehem, shine on. Oh, beautiful star. Today is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Blessed, bless the Lord, O my soul. We bless God's holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul. God rescues us from death. Bless the Lord, O my soul. God crowns us with steadfast love. Welcome to Worship Good Neighbors. You are listening to a Neighbors United in Christ worship service sponsored by the Lutheran churches of Deronda, Little Falls, and Trinity. My name is Lauren Tague, and thanks today to Jim Haugerud and Debbie Tague, our musicians, Steve Helling, our reader and provider of the children's message, and our recording engineer is Isaac Christensen. You are able to join us by NUIC podcast and at 8 a.m. each Sunday morning on WPCA Radio, 93.1 FM. And it's live internet stream on www.wpcaradio.org. If you'd like to help sponsor these services or donate to our ministry, you can contact us by phone at 715-268. 9577 by mail at NUIC Parish, 1578 85th Avenue, Amory, Wisconsin, and through our website at www.nuicparish.org. Today's worship service is sponsored in memory of Carol Mitchell. We also want to thank WPCA Radio for these broadcasts. Next Sunday, we'll be at Little Falls Lutheran at 9.30 and would invite you to come and join us. The church is anywhere people gather in Jesus' name. Even when we are not together in a church building, God continues to be present in the creative and intentional ways 
that we gather for worship. Therefore, wherever you are at this time, worshiping in Jesus' name, your present location is the church. You may want to lay before you a cloth, maybe a candle, a cross. Make a small worship space to enhance your worship experience. We will be having communion today, so again, you may want to gather the grape juice or wine or bread. And Bibles for those who want to read along with the scripture readings. As we begin worship, it is our desire to honor God, to open our hearts to the Spirit of God's love and presence, and begin with the invocation, dedicating this hour to the presence and purposes of God we worship together with God the Creator, Jesus our Savior, and the Spirit, our breath of life. We continue with the confession of sin. We confess our sins before God and one another, guiding God. We have failed to follow you as we ought. We have not reached out to our neighbors with the selfless and sacrificial love you modeled for us. We have caused harm to others and your creation by our actions and by our unwillingness to act. Forgive us our sins and lead us back into the path you have trod for the sake of others. In Christ, God meets us where we are, and for his sake, God makes us whole and holy. Go forth to follow Jesus in the knowledge that your sins are forgiven. Amen. We will continue then with our gathering songs. I know he 
Jim and Deb, uh, we'll continue with the litany. We know who you are, Jesus. The Holy One of God. What have you to do with us? Have you, have you come, come to destroy us? Not us, but the demons that plague us. Have mercy on us, Jesus. You free us from the bondage of worldly cares, of our worship of people and things. You free us to be grateful and joyful. Thanks be to God. We'll continue with the prayer of the day. Gracious God, we gather at the feet of Jesus to listen eagerly to what he has to teach us. Open our minds and hearts to his world's welcome and make us ready to follow when he calls. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I encourage you now to share the sign of peace. Bless yourself or someone worshiping with you today, beginning with a touch on the forehead and using the Trinity formula, be blessed or I am blessed in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. At this time, we turn to the Holy Scriptures, and if you have a Bible with you, I invite you to turn with us and follow along with the Scripture readings. First reading is taken from Psalm 103, verses 1 through 5. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and do not forget all his benefits. Who forgives all your iniquity, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you with steadfast love and mercy, who satisfies you with good as long as you live, so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Here ends the first reading. Good morning, young neighbors. How was your Christmas and New Year's? I hope you had fun and got to see lots of family and eat lots of really good food. Well, back to school. Today we're going to talk about Jesus when he started his ministry. He was reading from the Old Testament in a synagogue. That's a church. The men would gather there once a week for a teaching from the Bible. One day Jesus got up to read in one of these churches. The people there were amazed at how Jesus fully understood the passages. They said he read them with authority. Now, what do you think it means when they said he read the words with authority? 
He was confident in what he read. They got a feeling that he really understood what he was teaching. Think of this for an example. Do you have a favorite teacher? When you're in that class, do you listen more closely to what that person says? If they ask you to do something, you do it with no arguments. This is how it felt to those people. Guess what? They didn't know that Jesus was God's son yet. It gets even more amazing. A man came in possessed with an evil spirit, and the spirit made the person yell, What do you want with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. The spirits knew who Jesus was, and they were afraid of him. Jesus said, Be quiet and come out of him. The evil spirit shook the man violently and came out of him. The people there couldn't believe what they just saw. Jesus teaches with authority and he gives orders to evil spirits and they listen to him. So how do you think you would have acted if you were there? Surprised? Would you have looked at the others there with your mouth open thinking, what just happened? This is exactly what the people there thought. Who is this Jesus? I have another question for you. Do you think the people stayed quiet about this? Or do you think they talked to their friends and neighbors? Of course, word spread between people like crazy. It didn't take long until the whole area knew what happened. Jesus then wandered the countryside teaching about God's love for us while he healed people and drove out evil spirits. He became very popular. People started following him wherever he went. He even went to one of the to the home of Simon and Andrew, two of his disciples, and cured Simon's mother-in-law. Here's something very amazing. One morning, Jesus went off by himself to do what? Pray. Even Jesus prayed to his Father, God, for help to stay strong. So what can we learn from all this? I have a fun example for you. What happens when you shake up a can of sparkling water? The bubbles go crazy. This is like our faith in our body. When we hear the word of God, we get excited about what we hear. Now here's the tough part. What do we do after we are excited about hearing the word of God? Do we keep it to ourselves? Think about this. What happens to the bottle of water if we let it sit unopened after we shook it up? It settles down and gets back to normal. We don't share what we know about Jesus with others. Now, how about this for another, another way to play this? We shake it up and we open it up. What happens? The water sprays all over the place. The word of God is shared with others. So what do you think Jesus wants us to do? Open the bottle. So let's bow our heads and fold our hands for a short prayer. Dear God and Jesus, thank you for having Jesus live among us and teach us God's word directly from you. Help us to share his teachings with others who don't know you yet. Give us the courage to take the top off the bottle. In your name we pray, amen. The Holy Gospel is taken from the book of Mark, chapter one, verses 21 through 45. They went to Capernaum and when the Sabbath came, he entered the synagogue and taught. They were astounded at his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes.
Just then there was in their synagogue a man with an unclean spirit. And he cried out, What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be silent and come out of him. And the unclean spirit, convulsing him and crying with a loud voice, came out of him. They were all amazed, and they kept on asking one another, What is this? A new teaching with authority? He commands even the unclean spirits, and they obey him. At once his fame began to spread throughout the surrounding region of Galilee. As soon as they left the synagogue, they entered the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. Now Simon's mother-in-law was in bed with a fever, and they told him about her at once. He came and took her by the hand and lifted her up. Then the fever left her, and she began to serve them. That evening at sunset, they brought to him all who were sick or possessed with demons, and the whole city was gathered around the door. And he cured many who were sick with various diseases and cast out many demons, and he would not permit the demons to speak because they knew him. In the morning, while it was still very dark, he got up and went out to a deserted place, and there he prayed. And Simon and his companions hunted for him, when they found him, they said to him, Everyone is searching for you. He answered, Let us go on to the neighboring towns, so that I may proclaim the message there also, for that is what I came to do. He went throughout Galilee, proclaiming the message in their synagogues and casting out demons. A leper came to him, begging him, and kneeling, he said to him, If you choose, you can make me clean. Moved with pity, Jesus stretched out his hand and touched him and said to him, I do choose, be made clean. Immediately the leprosy left him, and he was made clean. After sternly warning him, he sent him away at once, saying to him, See that you say nothing to anyone, but go, show yourself to the priest and offer for your cleansing what Moses commanded as a testimony to them. But he went out and began to proclaim it freely and to spread the word so that Jesus could no longer go into a town openly, but stayed out in the country and people came to him from every quarter. Here ends the gospel reading. me to 
If you take your hand from me, I am blind without your light to see. Lord, just always let me your servant be. Lead me, Lord, lead me. Lead me, guide me. Each day with thee, lead me, O Lord, lead me. Lord, let me walk each day with thee. Lead me, O Lord, lead me. Now may the words of my mouth and meditation of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight. O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. While reading the, the gospel today and preparing for it, I have to admit there were just so many, so many of these stories could have been a sermon all in themselves. So what I'm going to try to do today is briefly touch on about five things that I think are important in these texts for us to remember. The first one is when Jesus is teaching in the synagogue and the people make this interesting statement after he casts out the demon. He speaks with authority and even the demons obey him. It got me thinking, what is it that helps someone speak with authority? When I played basketball, some of those guys would talk about what we should be doing or whatever, but when the coach started speaking, we knew what we had to do in listening to him. He spoke with authority as to how the game was to be played and what we were supposed to do, how, what kind of defense, what kind of offense, and there was a respect for that. But I have to admit, today it seems like sometimes the only way we hear about authority, we think of a drill sergeant yelling at people and, and, and belittling and, and, and tearing them down so that they would listen. Now they have the power, they have all that. Sometimes we think of that kind of authority. Sometimes we listen to preachers who shout. And one of my sons says, why is it that preachers have to shout? It's like they have to make it sound like it's authoritative. So, you know, and some of these things might even, sometimes there might be a time for shouting and stuff, but generally, when we hear about Jesus and his coming, the authority was because he knew who he was, he knew the situation, had the power to accomplish what he was doing. One of the things from Isaiah talks about a bruised reed he would not break, a burning wick he would not quench. That speaks of kindness and tenderness. That speaks of somebody who, who dealt with us compassionately at the same time speaking authoritatively. He dealt with the one who was, had the demon possession and threw out the demon while he took time 
to deal with the person himself. Now the problem started to be is that people started taking this and, and started talking about it and so all of a sudden Jesus was starting to become almost a sideshow and Jesus was trying to help them understand that the kingdom of God was in their midst. And this is one of, one of the themes that comes through these, these passages. That was what he was wanting to accomplish is the preaching and proclaiming of the kingdom of God. Now, I have to admit, I gotta be careful, it wasn't that Jesus was just milk toast. No, he spoke with authority, but it didn't have to be shouting. Although maybe with the temple cleansing, we get a sense in which he was angry. And when he tipped over the tables and he says, you have made the house, this house of prayer a den of robbers. I don't think he said it calmly. But I do think he meant it and he spoke it with authority because nobody took anything uh, revenge against him at that point. Well, then the second part was he goes to Simon and John and their home and the mother was sick, very sick. Immediately upon hearing that, he went to her room took her hand and healed her. And the first thing she did, which was kind of interesting to me, was she went and served them. Here sat a lady who was so sick just moments before, and now she was serving. Do we ever feel like that, where, where we get sin sick? Where we come to that confession of sin and we're beaten down? But then we're healed and forgiven. We have a chance to do what? To go serve. Not just to bask in the glory of being healed, but to go and serve others. It seems like we forget about that until we come to the washing of feet, but we need to remember that Jesus came not to be served, but to serve. And his disciples then were called to do the same. And here is the mother who, upon being healed, went back to being one who served them. Good lesson for us to remember that as we conclude worship, we go out to serve. Now, there's another thing that happened almost right afterwards as people came around to that house and they they, they came and looked for healing and casting out of demons and uh, the whole, they said kind of the neighborhood was around the door and he healed many and, and stuff. It became kind of chaotic in a way. Jesus then went out early in the morning that next day to a place where he could pray. I don't know about you, but one of the things that when I get real busy and things come after me, it might be an afterthought to go pray, to take time, to be by myself, to hear, to listen God speak, to share my concerns and my hurts and my struggles, my joys. Jesus knew well that when crucial times came, 
as he was beginning his ministry, the choosing of the disciples, before the crucifixion in Gethsemane. At different times, we see Jesus taking time to pray when everything else around him was going full circle, fast and chaotic. Jesus got off to himself to pray. This new year, I'm sure many of us have many hopes, many ideas of what's going to be accomplished this next year. And some things might be getting right back into that old uh, rat race. And things are going around us too fast. This passage reminds us to pray. Getting off by yourself. Taking time to pray. Sometimes if the only time we pray is when we're with others or when we say grace before a meal, we're missing the boat in those times where we need to be alone with God to listen, to hear, to share what God wants to have done. After all, one of the prayers that comes with the next piece of this, Lord, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's what Jesus is looking for. On earth, the will of God to be done here. It's not waiting off in the future to heaven, but to bring heaven, to bring the will of God here, which means, what's the will of God? Kindness, patience, long-suffering, joy, love, mercy, forgiveness, all those things that, that show what Jesus was showing to bring healing, to bring care into our world. That's why when he healed these people and others and the demons, Jesus was saying, don't go and tell everyone at this point because for him, he wanted to proclaim the kingdom. What they were making it out to be was where he wouldn't be able to teach or proclaim the kingdom of God in their midst because he became basically almost a chaotic circus where people look to be healed. And sometimes when we're looking for certain things, we don't listen. In fact, Jesus couldn't go into the cities anymore. He had to stay out in the wilderness because the people didn't listen to him. And out there is where he could have a little bit more time to share with them, like the Sermon on the Mount and other teachings and parables. We need to remember that it's not always going out and sharing right away what God has done for us. There is a time for it. And there's a timing in which we proclaim that which is what God is doing in our midst. We don't want to be like the preachers on TV that are healing and, and asking for big crowds to come and they can show off this stuff and what happens is we don't get to the part of what is the kingdom of God? How is it lived out in this world? They only talk about what it means for them and the power and the glory that they receive. I don't know if you've been to some of the healing services that have happened, but sometimes they are so chaotic and it's not what I think God intends. There is a time for healing and there's a time for listening and hearing and acting in service. 
And we come to my favorite story out of this whole passage, though. This is the one I want you to get the most out of because every Sunday we come to the confession of sin, this one hits me. A leper who has lived his life isolated, not being able to be in community, not being able to be in relationship with his own family, always having to deal with distance between him and others, not having anybody touch him, feeling rejection and rejection time and time again. And so he approaches Jesus, not boldly necessarily, but he, he definitely wanted Jesus to know that he wanted to be healed. But he uses the words, if you choose, to heal me because I am assuming probably he felt as many of us do that healing happens when somebody touches you and heals you and you don't touch a leper and Jesus says these beautiful words moved with pity and compassion he says I choose and he reaches out and touches this man who had known rejection who had known isolation and loneliness and broken relationships and was so much in need of healing. And I see that Jesus also reached out and touched him. And I can't help but think he didn't touch him where he maybe hurt the most or where he had the biggest sore and touched him there and said, I choose be healed. And he was. What a marvelous thing to see happen. But it also is talking again about the kingdom of God where God chooses, God chooses us. Even in our loneliness, our rejection of community, our community rejection of us, even our things that we have done that have caused the brokenness in this world, God says, but I choose to forgive you, I choose to heal you, I choose to love you. Isn't that a great word for us? And so when I come to the confession of sin, sometimes I feel like that leper. And I long to hear the words of absolution that says, he has taken our sin and has forgiven us. And we ought to say every once in a while, and he has healed us. He has called us into community again, into family, into relationship with God and with each other. That's the gospel. A God who loves us in spite of us. While we were yet enemies with God, Jesus died for us. What a gift. May this Sunday, this Sunday in which we speak about the epiphany where light comes. I want you to remember from John 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And then it comes to that marvelous passage. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not, and I like to say cannot and will not, overcome it. This Jesus speaks with authority. This Jesus speaks with compassion and mercy and love and with the ability to save us. Amen.
comes Jesus. See him walking on the water. He'll lift you up and he'll help you to stand. Oh, here comes Jesus. He's the master of the waves that roll. Here comes Jesus. He'll make you Talking to the leper, he'll lift you up and he'll help you to stand. Oh, here comes Jesus, he's the master of the human soul. Here comes Jesus, he'll make you whole. in the garden He'll lift you up and He'll help you to stand Oh, here comes Jesus He's the master of the future Here comes Jesus He'll save your Let us confess our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again, he ascended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and a life everlasting. Amen. in the good news of Jesus Christ, we pray for the world, the church, and all in need. You proclaim a new teaching, one with authority, that crosses boundaries and turns on its head the status quo. Make us to follow in this new way that all might experience your boundless love. God, our teacher and healer, in mercy hear our prayer. You wandered in desert wilderness by the Sea of Galilee and along the Jordan River. Help us to envision your presence in all your creation that we might care for it as you do. God, our teacher and healer, in mercy, hear our prayer. You gave us the highest and best example of servant leadership. 
help all our elected and appointed officials to hold themselves to that standard for the sake of those they serve. God, our teacher and healer, in mercy, hear our prayer. You cast out demons and healed illnesses that excluded people from the community. Lend your strength to all who struggle with addiction, mental illness, and infirmities of every kind, especially Cheryl Flatten, Kelsey Zamuda, Ron Lee, Pat and Lucille Trofe, Jim Wade, Helen Erickson, Ron Wilson, Julie Dubois, Scott Morgan, Jim Curtis, Randy Goglin, Ida Martinson, Helen Jorgensen, Becky Anderson, Shirley Lenz, Viola Haugerud, Dave Christensen, Dean Muse, Vern Lee, Jean Hoisington, Haylin Hoisington, Pete and Diane Fall. God, our teacher and healer, in mercy, hear our prayer. You took time for prayer and solitude. Help us to honor our own need for quiet and close connection to you, that we might be filled up to do your work in the world. God, our teacher and healer, in mercy, hear our prayer. We remember with gratitude all those who taught and healed in your name. Make us to likewise teach and heal others, sharing the good news of Christ's transforming love. God, our teacher and healer, in mercy, hear our prayer. Confident that in Christ Jesus you answer prayer, we lift to you all for whom we pray, aloud and in our hearts, through Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. Lord, listen to your children As people of faith, we are called to continue strengthening the ministry of the church, even when we are physically distant. We invite you to prayerfully consider making a donation to our parish, your home congregation, the synod, or somewhere else where the work of the body of Christ is being done to love and serve our neighbors. Holy God, we remember all your benefits to us how you satisfy us with good as long as we live. In gratitude, we return to you these gifts out of your abundance, that all might flourish in your name. We are going to share communion at this time, and when the church celebrates Holy Communion, we gather with all the saints from every time and place to hear again the story of God's power and the love shown to us through Jesus' life, death, and resurrection. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread, gave thanks, and broke it, gave it to his disciples, saying, This is my body broken for you. Do this as oft as you eat in remembrance of me. Again, after supper, he took the wine, 
And when he had given thanks, he gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for all, for the forgiveness of sin. Do this in remembrance of me. When we eat this bread and drink this cup, we proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Continue with the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Now let us taste and see that the Lord is good. Take the bread or wafer, and as you eat it, hear this promise from Jesus, the body of Christ broken for you. Take the wine or grape juice, and as you drink it, hear this promise from Jesus, the blood of Christ shed for you. Now may the body and blood of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, strengthen and preserve you to life everlasting. Amen. Called to walk together as the body of Christ, let us abide with one another in peace. Thanks be to God. Receive the benediction. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you with grace and mercy. The Lord look upon you with favor and grant you peace. Amen. We are one in the Spirit. We are one in the Lord. We are one in the Spirit. We are one in the Lord. And we pray that all unity may one day be restored. And they'll know we are Christians by our love. By our love, yes, they'll know we are Christians by our love. We will walk with each other, we will walk hand in hand, we will walk with each other, we will walk hand in hand, and together that God is in our land and they'll know we are Christians by our love by our love yes they'll know we are Christians by our love we will work with each other we will work side by side we will Thank you.
Thank you for listening to a Neighbors United in Christ broadcast. Our podcast is supported by our three congregations of Deronda, Little Falls, and Trinity Lutheran Churches, our small town churches in Amory, Wisconsin. If you feel so moved to donate, please visit us online at nuicparish.org. That's nuicparish.org. Until next time. Be not this